Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello, dear listener, and welcome back to Owning It, the Anxiety Podcast with me, Caroline Ford. This will be my last episode of 2022, and I will be back um, early in the new year with Owning It Real Time, uh, which I'm so excited to share and finally put out into the world. Um, I will be talking a little bit more about that um, on social media when I'm back on social media. I've been off it for a while, which has been honestly blissful. Um, and then I will be back with my regular programming of Owning It, the Anxiety Podcast with my regular guests and solo episodes and that kind of thing in February. Um, so lots to come. Can't believe I'm still on this journey. This will be the fourth year running, I think, of for Owning It. Um, I never thought I'd get this far. I didn't think I'd have enough to say. But the world keeps changing and unfortunately there's just still new ways to experience anxiety. And the good thing is... We're just understanding it more with each passing year. I certainly am. Um, I feel worlds away from where I was when even I first started this podcast and that was even after I wrote my books. There's always so much more to explore and different ways to own it and just normalize our experience of stress and anxiety. Um, in this episode, it's just me. I want to talk about the anxiety in and around the Christmas holidays as that's right where we are at this time of publishing. Christmas, I think, certainly for someone who is prone to anxiety, can drive it up a few notches. Um, I have have I have some lovely Christmas memories. I have some really awful Christmas memories when my anxiety was at its worst. And I approach it each year with a very specific mindset. Um, and getting to that point has made it a lot more enjoyable. And it's kind of the same way I would have approached the likes of my wedding where there's all this pressure to be joyful and happy and picture perfect postcard uh, winter wonderland stuff. Um, and the reality is for a lot of people, Christmas can exacerbate whatever you're going through. So if you're if you're happy and things are good, it can amplify that and make it feel even better. 
But if you've lost someone or things are bad or you're in a stressful situation, it can kind of shine a spotlight on that pain as well. Um, so Christmas is it's not necessarily the most wonderful time of the year, not for everyone. And also what's worth noting is that it might not be the most wonderful time of the year for you this year, but it might be pretty good next year. It doesn't have to always be set in stone. Um, I think there are so many different contributing factors um, that give rise to anxiety around Christmas time, which I want to just briefly talk through. And then I want to talk about ways in which I approach it now and, and things that might help you as you go forth into the next two or three weeks. And then I want to talk about facing into the new year, which is a whole other ballgame of fresh starts and new you sentiments, which I think we can just park to one side. So at Christmas, there is, especially now that we've come out of COVID, um, even more so, there's extra socialising demands. We probably feel like we need to make up for lost time of the last few years. I'm having a Christmas party on Thursday with my girlfriends, which I am looking forward to, but it's the first time we've been able to do it at Christmas in three years, I think. Um, so while I'm looking forward to it, there's an expectation there that it has to just blow it out of the water and there's probably a pressure on everyone going to be at the top of their game and be at their best be in the best form um I this year my socializing has peeled back so massively I don't know whether it's because I've just I've gotten good at setting boundaries or people have just stopped asking me to do things and um, because they know I'm such a homebird but I have not felt this year the intense go go go-ness of Christmas and um, my work stuff calmed down really in November I've caught up with a few people for lunch and that kind of thing but a lot of people now I think are very much of the opinion that you can push it to January there's people you can catch up with which would be lovely but you don't have to get it all done before the 25th of December it's not like the end of the world especially it's nice to meet up with people in January when there's not a whole lot else going on so so there are extra socializing demands um I know one of my best friends who is pregnant, who somewhere in the early days of December realised that she was going to be out every night until Christmas Eve. She's a very social person. That suits her. It doesn't drain her in the way it would drain me. Um, but that just goes to show you how much thing, how many things you could be doing at this time of year. I know for me, like I might have tried to push through that at one point or another. That is not going to serve me now. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even be able to handle more than two nights out in a row. Um, and I think maybe just getting older and just getting really unapologetic about that has helped. Like there's just no way I'm going to do that. I'm going to prioritize myself. And I know that for me, Christmas is about lots of cozy nights in and movies and sitting by the tree and making it what I want it to be. So just bear in mind the extra socializing demands and the fact that it might be a little bit more fraught after having come out of COVID because there might be an extra layer of pressure there and you might be excited about it but you might also be feeling the flip side of that pressure. Then there's time with family or difficult family members. Now I'm very lucky in that I have a very small family. Uh, my husband has a very small family so the people that we see at Christmas are the people who we see all the time anyway. There's not a massive reunion of, of far-flung family members who you maybe don't get on with it's very low key for us and that has always been nice for me um actually for the most part we've kind of always just been with my my family I only have my brother and my parents and now myself and my brother are married so now we spend time with our partners as well but I know that's not the case for everyone I know certainly there's a lot of big family get-togethers and 
past remarkable aunties or uncles or mother-in-laws and that kind of thing which I know can bring its own set of stresses and so that's one other contributing factor where you're spending time with people who you maybe wouldn't choose to spend time with but or feel obliged to spend time with them because it's Christmas. Another factor is for me anyway the way in which those Christmas weeks can just throw your routine out of the window and I feel quite cooped up as much as I'm a home bird when you're all kind of in the house together and you're just sort of going from movies to snacks to PJs to bed um, I can start to feel a little bit suffocated in that so losing that routine losing the, the anchors in your day or the points in your day that usually shape it for you can also be a very small way that can throw you off so these are just things I'm talking about that can give rise to feelings of anxiety it doesn't mean they will I just wanted you to be aware that if you are feeling anxious and you're wondering why it could be any of these things another massive thing of course is the advertisements and social media so I'm off social media this month and I'm feeling way less on edge than I probably ever would at this time of year there is such a curated version of Christmas that exists online with the perfect trees and the decor and the beautiful table settings and the setting up of toys for kids the night before Christmas that can leave you thinking oh have I done enough am I doing enough am I good enough am I having a good enough time does my Christmas look like this person's Christmas how should it look how should I feel do I feel enough I have just turned the noise off there this year and I think if you're ever going to take a break from social media December is such a brilliant time to do it and it actually makes you get really back into the moment of being with the people that you're with and connecting and being present, which is the whole point, I guess, of Christmas. So just bear in mind that, you know, you're getting a very skewed perception of these perfect Christmases. Um, and that's not necessarily the full picture or the full reality. And it's very much the highlights reel, which you're comparing with your behind the scenes of, you know, arguments and things not working out and stuffing burning and, you know, all these very normal things that happen in everybody's Christmas. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. There's the advertisements as well, which are can be so beautiful and so emotional, but they do bring a lot of pressure of, you know, make Christmas great and make Christmas special for everyone and all these like really beautiful moments between family members and people flying back from different parts of the world and 
it could make you feel a little bit like, oh, do I feel this way? Um, And there's a pressure there to feel a certain way. And really, look, it's just another day. It's just a chance to take your foot off the gas. It's a chance to reflect. Ideally, it's a chance to be with people who make you feel good. I know that's not always the case. And the idea is to just slow down a bit. Um, So anything else is just a bonus. Lastly, for me, there is this rounding up of the year that's been and looking ahead to the year that's to come and that can in conversations with friends we can be like oh you know you almost do like a year in review and you can start to feel like oh did I do enough this year and well like you know did I improve and did I achieve anything and and all of that just sort of seems to happen at this time of year because of the calendar year end but it's just like I say it's another day it's another week you don't have to have gotten to from point a to point b by the end of the year everything is in motion, everything is in progress. So don't feel like you have to arrive at your family gathering or your friends catch up with, you know, a list of accomplishments that you've gotten through in the year or a list of goals that you're going to smash in the next year. Just go there and be present and have nice conversations and be real and try to connect with people on away away from that kind of superficial level. Now I'm going to talk about how to get through all of that. So first of all, you have to allow for all of these things they might not all impact you like I said some of them might be more than others for me the the socializing with family is not an issue for me because like I said I have such a small family the extra socializing demands is not an issue for me this year I have a sum total of two events that are (laughs) preceding Christmas so I don't feel that pressure this year but I have memories of when my anxiety was at its worst feeling such immense pressure not to ruin it for my family because I was anxious, because I didn't feel good, because I wasn't in a good frame of mind. I remember feeling, I remember going to my attic in my parents' house and having the biggest cry on Christmas morning because I felt like there wasn't room or space or permission for me to be as I was, how I was feeling, which was very low on Christmas day without impacting everyone else. So I quite literally isolated myself eventually everyone was like where is she and my mom or my brother someone came up to me and I just kind of broke down and said I just don't feel the Christmasiness that I feel like I should feel and I'm feeling more anxious about the fact that I'm anxious because I can't switch it off just because it's Christmas day and they very quickly reassured me that Caroline it's just another day you don't have to be a certain way let's just be together you can be exactly as you are how you are there was no element of performance needed. And I was very lucky to have that been, have been met with that response. I know that's not the case for everyone. But I have memories of Christmas being so bleak because of how low I felt. And like I said, it can amplify whatever you're feeling, whether it's good or bad. So I think what would have helped me then and what helps me now is to allow for the anxiety that can rear its head at Christmas, to allow and be aware and be accepting of all of those different factors that can come along and make you feel a little bit on edge or make you feel under pressure. Anticipate that you won't necessarily love all of it. Anticipate that it won't be the best day of your life. It doesn't have to be. Who says it has to be? Invite your anxiety along. So think about the people around your dinner table. Make a space in your head for the anxiety to be there. It doesn't have to be resolved for Christmas Day. It doesn't have to go on holiday for Christmas. If you suffer with anxiety, just allow it to be there with you. And I promise you, it will get far smaller. Your experience of it will be far less intense than if you try to say, 
I'm not even going to acknowledge you, anxiety. I'm not even, you're not even there. I always go back to that book, The Chimp Paradox, where the author describes your anxiety in your mind like a monkey in a cage who's agitated, who's on edge about something. If you keep pretending it's not there, it gets louder and louder and it's rattling the cages. Whereas if you open the cage and you say, okay, I hear you, I see you, how can I help you? And you actually address the reasons why you're feeling that way and you allow for it, the monkey settles down and it's no longer going to be coming up at you and annoying you at inopportune times because you're saying it's okay if you're feeling frazzled. I see you, I hear you, that's okay. And that mindset of looking at how, how to look at anxiety has been such a game changer for me. So take the pressure off. Allow your Christmas to be whatever it needs to be for you. Allow yourself to feel however you feel. You do not have to have a lobotomy and a brain transplant to get through Christmas and suddenly be this happy, joyful person. Be as you are. The people who really matter will just be so grateful to be with you. They won't need you to be a certain way. Put in place some boundaries, such as having to be somewhere else at a specific time so that you don't have to spend endless open-ended hours with people who don't make you feel good. So if you know that you're going to a family get-together and you're anticipating that, oh, this is not my idea of my happy place, put in place something that gives you an out. Put a time limit on it. Say you have to go and meet someone else. Don't be afraid to set boundaries and just be clear about them at the outset so that people aren't then surprised by you leaving by saying, listen, I'm so excited to come, but I'm going to have to leave at X time uh, because I have to do X, Y, and Z. That's it done. If you can't step out, if you're away with your family, for example, and you can't leave to go somewhere else, put in place the boundary of stepping out for a solo walk or a walk with someone who you really feel very much at ease with. Christmas is absolutely a time for connection, but we also need solitude to thrive. We need a balance of connection and solitude to feel at our best. So take some time in solitude and also the idea of solitude and I was reading this in Digital Minimalism which is such a brilliant book by Greg McKeown. It's not necessarily about being physically alone and it's not about feeling lonely but it's giving yourself the chance to experience some time where there's no interference from other minds. So going for a walk is the perfect way to experience solitude and let your own mind run around, go to wherever it wants to go to, let ideas pop up, let ideas settle let anxiety settle. It's one of the best ways to downregulate your stress response. Keep some of your routines in place if that helps. So small things that frame your day, whether that's your morning routine or getting out for your morning walk, or like, for example, I try to do a 10 or 15 minute Pilates class on my laptop. So wherever I am, I'll have my laptop with me. If that makes you feel more anchored to your day and less thrown off, do that. Set reminders on your phone to drink extra water. Now this sounds so trivial, but Christmas time is certainly, there's a lot more alcohol and caffeine and that kind of thing. Keeping hydrated is really, really crucial for anxiety and being dehydrated uh, can, can wreak havoc on the hormones in our body. So it's one thing you can do just to help smooth over um, anxiety that's induced by that kind of thing. Make sure that in all of this, you are doing something that's just for you, not for everyone else, not for the kids, not for the in-laws, not for your parents, not for the siblings. What would make you feel good? How do you want to spend your time? Even if you can't do everything your way, even if you can't get a whole day to yourself, can you get even an hour or two to live your life on your terms? Whether it's a walk or putting your feet up, watching your favorite old movie, a bath, something that is your idea of switching off and your idea of rejuvenating and your idea of the ideal Christmas. 
I think when you allow for all of this and you approach it with an attitude of, look, it's okay if I feel anxious. I probably will feel anxious if I'm prone to anxiety. That's okay. But I'm going to put in place some things that I might actually enjoy. You might find that the experience is far better and actually you really do enjoy it because you've taken that pressure off, because you've put in place that scaffolding that helps support you and you haven't just thrown everything out the window in order to accommodate everybody else. Now I want to look ahead to the new year. So right now, it's all fun, fa-la-la-la-la, but come January 1st, we will inevitably take a sharp U-turn towards articles that have the headline, such as 25 ways to better yourself as a person. Yes, there will be talk of how we're done with resolutions and you'll hear plenty of the new year say me chat, but still it's hard not to feel like you should be making some changes at the turn of the year. Changes you might not have thought you should be making. Maybe you'll renounce alcohol or maybe you'll go for sea swims. Maybe you'll take on like a six module course on how not to be a people pleaser anymore. Whatever it is, this self-care machine, which I read stands at an estimated $10 billion industry, it goes into overdrive come January 1st. Sometimes the best thing you can do for your self-care and your anxiety is to do nothing. Of course, you know, this would not be good for business, so you won't hear it said too often from brands and advertisers. Similarly, you won't hear a fashion brand telling you to just wear what's already in your wardrobe. Of course, there are plenty of credible, well-meaning self-care resources out there. And as we emerge from COVID and all of the lingering emotional scars that go with that, we could certainly do with a bit of nurturing. But sometimes the wellness industry can convince you of a problem you didn't know you had or that you don't even have. A few years ago, when I was trying to get on top of my experience of anxiety, I was just hoovering up any and all self-care content I could get my hands on. And I was paying for all different kinds of therapies and courses, just desperate to come out the other side. And I remember reading a particular website every day. I think it was Mind Body Green. And it was really helpful at first. You know, I needed to know that I was normal for feeling how I was feeling. But very soon it just became too much. And all this browsing became counterproductive. I read things like 10 reasons you should be having a cold shower or 15 signs that your friendship is no longer serving you well and I just wound up more anxious. I turned so sharply towards the wellness industry and soon I observed that what was meant as the antidote to our anxiety and burnout and stress was beginning to turn into, at least for me, part of the problem itself. The thing is, when it comes to self-care, I was subscribing to other people's ideas of self-care or what looked good on social media. The truth was I hated getting up early to do anything before the sun rose. That is not me. That makes me miserable. I love my sleep. Try as I might, I also strongly disliked the taste of matcha. I wanted a bog-standard builder's cup of tea with a few sugars in it. Taking care of myself in ways that I thought I should became a stressor in itself. Another thing on my to-do list. Another thing I was failing at. Another measure of my self-worth. Now, perhaps I've arrived at this point because of my anxious nature to begin with, but I know I'm not on my own here. Each new year, the self-care pressure returns, and that's also when the wellness industry makes the most of its money. And I'll start to wonder, you know, how and where I should be improving. Sometimes it's as simple as having a productivity journal advertised to me, and suddenly I feel the pressure to better myself by tracking how many glasses of water I'm having or how many goals I should be having. And the problem that I certainly encountered was that I was turning outward when the whole point is to turn inward. Constant self-improvement is exhausting. And it's also just, it's unnecessary and it's just futile because there is no end point. 
So instead of throwing the kitchen sink at your self-improvement as soon as the new year rolls around, you might do well, and I know I certainly have, to switch gears down to the simplicity of just self-maintenance. And sometimes that just involves taking your foot off the gas entirely. In a podcast I did last, a few months ago, uh, with Susan Kane, she is just amazing and she's got such a calming voice and she's the author of, of Quiet, which is a mega bestseller. And she wrote the follow-up to that, which is Bittersweet. And she reminded me that so much of our anxiety comes from feeling like we're supposed to be different. Yes, sometimes we need to push ourselves, but other times we need to give ourselves a pass. We don't need to be engaged in some Herculean struggle to better ourselves every day. And we certainly don't need that in January. So I hope you have a nice Christmas. I hope you have a peaceful Christmas and I hope your anxiety doesn't take over. I hope what I've shared here, along with my permanently gurgling stomach, I can't switch it off. I hope I can edit it out. I hope it's given you some comfort and reassurance that there are valid reasons why you'd feel more anxious at this time of year. And I hope you can look forward to the new year without feeling this need to to cave to all that self-care pressure. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year and I will see you on the flip side. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue checkmark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. The easiest way to access Owning It Real Time is to head to the link in the episode description or episode details, whatever you call them, show notes. You will find the link in there at the top. You can sign up right away for Owning It Real Time and access a full library of 10 situation-specific audio guides that will help you own your anxiety even more than you've ever done before.